Welcome to the Accounting Intelligence Podcast. Accounting firms don't have enough labor to meet the record high demand for their services. That's where accounting intelligence comes in. Accounting intelligence uses automation, artificial intelligence, and technology to maximize the impact of accountants and address the labor gap. In this show, we highlight thought leaders and experts in client advisory and accounting services, IT, and automation to provide you the accounting intelligence you need to beat the challenges you face. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss any future episodes. This episode is sponsored by Botkeeper. Ready for the future of accounting? Botkeeper provides automated bookkeeping support to accounting firms by using a powerful combination of machine learning, artificial intelligence, and skilled accountants. Their clients receive 24-7 accounting and support, as well as an incredible insight into their clients' financials with interactive dashboards and unlimited reporting. Visit botkeeper.com to learn more. We hope you enjoy this episode. This week's conversation is between Heather Sperduto from ADP, Deneen Dias from Botkeeper, and Mike Triantos from Giraffe. They discuss all things CAS, building enterprise value, and the future of advisory work. Enjoy. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today for the next hour to talk about how to activate accounting intelligence in your firm through automation. My name is Deneen Dias, and I'm Vice President of Growth and Strategic Relationships at Botkeeper. I've been helping firms for the last 15 years build out their CAS practice through the use of cloud technology. And I've been super excited to present today with both Heather and Mike. So Heather, if you could please introduce yourself. Sure, it'd be my pleasure. So um, I am the Vice President of Sales Operations for ADP's Accountant Channel, and that means I have the fun job designing and executing where we go next in our program. So that keeps me on the go in and out of accounting firms all over the country, as well as simultaneously working with our associates so that they have an understanding of what that program looks like and ultimately how we help accounting firms interact with the mutual clients that we share. And then obviously um, clients that they have a need to kind of take a look and explore ADP. So very much like yourself and Mike, I think we find ourselves on the speaker circuit at a lot of the different conferences and trade shows that have been in full swing. Um, that that's probably my favorite part of the job to figure out how you know how we help how yeah. we help everyone get better. So that's a little bit about myself and and my role at ADP. Thank you, Heather and Mike. Could you please go ahead and introduce yourself as well? Yeah, thanks, Denine. Uh, Mike Trantos, head of partnerships here at Giraffe. I've been at Giraffe for the past two and a half years and. It's been a special journey for me because I get to advise accounting firms on their client advisory services practices. And so I get deep passion helping firms think through their strategy, both from a product standpoint, go to market standpoint. And it's been a great journey and fun over the past two and a half years at Giraffe. And Deneen, thanks for hosting us today. Yeah. And I think Heather, you mentioned it. You know, we we see each other a lot at conferences and we hear a lot at conferences about the tech stack, the tech stack, the tech stack. But what we wanted to do today for you is to bring it alive on how bookkeeping and payroll, how if you can integrate that together and free up your people to then be more advisory. That's the whole goal, I think, Heather, you mentioned of like better together. How can we together help the profession shift 
and evolve and thrive. And so the three things we want you to walk away from today that we're gonna touch on is, we're gonna talk through um, the trends that we're seeing with firms right now and where we're seeing cast fit in. And then we're gonna explore how to evolve to the advisory services by looking at your current client base and thinking about your current clients and how you can do more with your current client base. Uh, and then again, um, how is automation and technology, where does that fit? How is that the game changer for the firm? Uh, so digging into the trends, I've been doing this for, oh gosh, for 15 years. I started in 2008 at CPA.com. And when I was back then, really there wasn't the cloud. And so QBO wasn't available at that time. Zero wasn't in the States yet. And I would walk in and I would talk to the traditional firm and I would ask them, tell me about your revenue. And when I would typically hear, and it was different firm by firm, but typically I heard 40% of our revenue came from tax and 40% of our revenue came from audit. And I would ask, well, how much from accounting? And I would say, oh, you know, here's about 10% in accounting. How much of that is after the fact? Well, it's all after the fact, and still a lot of it is after the fact. Um, but things are changing. Things are definitely, definitely changing. In fact, I heard from another speaker that in the 70s, 70% of the firm revenue came from audit. So think mm -hmm. about now when we're in 2020, where is that firm revenue? What's shifting? And the number one fastest revenue growth is in client accounting and advisory services. Mike, you called it client advisory services. <laughs> Some people call it client accounting services. Call it what you want, but it is the fastest growing revenue, so much so that the top 100 firms are running towards it because there's a huge opportunity. There's a huge demand. Clients want to outsource to the firm and firms that are building this out are seeing profitabilities. Again, I think it's because of the cloud. And so, and Mike and Heather chime in, but you know, this is how I think about this. When I'm talking to firms and I say, where are you in your journey? I can tell right away, oh, in my mind, you're CAST 1.0. Or some firms I can think, oh, you're CAST 2.0. Well, what does that mean? And so I've created a visual here what's going on in my head about what I think that means. And so when we're talking for purposes of this webinar today, when we're talking about CAST, we are not talking about write-up. I call that CAS 0.0. The after-the-fact work, we're still, when I talk to firms, they tell me about 90% of their customers are there after the fact, right? Write-up work. That is not what I define CAS as. And so if your firm is making the shift or if you're thinking about making the shift, where most firms start is outsourced accounting. And so I have a list here, it's AP, it's bill pay, it's financial statements, it's payroll. That's where they start, get it in the cloud, QBO and zero, and then start using these different technologies to meet the client demand. Clients are asking, can I outsource to you? I need help, the stuff is painful, say yes. And that's where you start, that's where 1.0 is. But as I've talked to firms that are like two years down this path, three years down this path of, of building CAS, they start saying we're moving up this, 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 this area of services. And we're gonna start offering outsourced controllership services. And a lot of firms that have been doing this now for the last five to 10 years are like, no, we're going to CAST 2.0, right? We really wanna offer these outsourced CFO services. And if you look, I have, as you go up this to the outsourced CFO, in green dollar signs, 
because as you offer more advisory services and you offer more services, and I have a list for you of what that is, forecasting, managing profitability, promoting process improvement, developing budgets, KPIs, you can charge a lot for those services. And so wherever you are in this process, know that bookkeeping is the foundation, the transactional work, that data is where the power is. And so when firms are getting that data real time, now the firm has power because you have a chance to look at those transactions and talk about the trends that you're seeing in the data and start offering these additional services, which clients are hungry for. They're calling saying, not I want help with tax. They're calling saying, can you help me make meaning of my data? Can you help me understand my numbers? And so there's lots of reasons that they're calling. And I've listed a couple from here of why they want to outsource to you. Number one, their books are a mess. And they'll know that. They'll call you and say, my books are a mess. I really don't know my numbers. Can you help me? Or they can't keep a bookkeeper, right? And when they have turnover with bookkeepers, all of that knowledge walks out the door. So turnover is expensive for them too. Or maybe you've got clients that have outgrown a bookkeeper. Maybe they went, they're at 1 million in revenue or 2 million in revenue. And now they're like, I need more. I need more reporting. I need to understand my numbers more. That's when you can swoop in because there's a lot of pain if they've outgrown the bookkeeper. And then what Heather is going to talk a lot about is, you know, payroll's getting complex. Bill pay is getting complex. Sales and use tax is getting complex. This is all very painful. And Heather and I were just talking earlier, you know, because of the pandemic, people are now working all over the place. Mike was saying people are going global. And so payroll is getting really complex. So it's very complex and it's confusing. And they're calling you saying, can you help me? I want to see my numbers real time. I want to see a dashboard. I want forward looking business advice. I, they might be calling you saying, can you help me with my books? They're not calling you asking for cash, though, that's for sure. That's a term we use. They're not calling you saying, can I buy cash from you? But they are calling you saying, I have pain. I need your help. And so when I talk to firms, what surprises me is 80%. And I ask them, you know, are you turning this business away? Are, is your phone ringing off the hook and are you turning this business away? 80% are telling me, yes, we are turning this type of business away. There's a bunch of different reasons for why. But what I'm here to say is that means it's not a demand issue. We have a supply and demand thing happening here. So it's a fulfillment issue. And where else can you think of businesses that are turning business away? And so this is a newer part of the practice that a lot of firms are building out. And if you're not, guess what? Competition is swooping in. There, is a, there are competitors now are saying, oh yeah, I wanna do this work. Well, the traditional firm is saying, no, call a bookkeeper, no, right? You've got now the top four firms are coming down market. KPMG, Spark, PricewaterhouseCooper, they're coming down market and saying, I wanna to talk to that small business owner, I'll do this work. They're building that out. You also have what we call BPOs, business process outsourcing. Those are companies like Bookkeeper 360 and 1888accountant.com. They don't do audit, they don't do tax, but they sure do wanna do the bookkeeping for the small businesses and they're doing it through technology. And so what I'm seeing, the trends that I'm seeing is that the traditional firm, you're getting squeezed. Competition is swooping in and you're getting squeezed. The other thing that I'm trend that I'm seeing is you've got a new competitor. These venture-backed bookkeeping companies are popping up left and right. Pilot, Bench, Zenny, I'm reading about them constantly. 
And that is your competition. They're going to take your customer. They're coming in and saying, I want to do this work. And uh, Blake Oliver recently said with the value of 1.2 billion, Pilot is the seventh most valuable accounting firm in the US. No wonder Jeff Bezos invested, because again, these small venture-backed technology companies want to meet the demand. They want to do the bookkeeping. And what do they have? The data. And so what I'd like to hear from you today is just to kind of get a sense of everybody that's on this webinar, where's your head at? What are you seeing as the biggest threat to your business growth? Is it one, you're at bandwidth. You cannot take on more clients. Is it two, you know you're competing with these venture-backed cloud accounting firms and you're seeing them come into the market and you're seeing your customers leave. Is it three, you can't retain bookkeepers yourself. I know small businesses have massive turnover. Firms are too, can't keep a bookkeeper. Or the last one is you're really struggling diversifying your skills and your team skills to be able to offer more to your clients. And I keep joking around guys saying I probably should have an all of the above, um, mm. but I'd really love just to see what everybody says is their number one. So just as a reminder to qualify for CPE, you must answer three of the four polling questions. So I'll leave this open for a few more seconds so you have the opportunity to respond and then I'll close it and we'll move on. Thanks, Stella. Closing in five, four, three, two, one. So it looks like 40% said diversifying my skills or offering to new clients, 29% bandwidth to take on more clients, and then 17% obtaining my bookkeeping staff, 14% competing with venture-backed cloud accounting firms. All right, so diversifying your skills to offer more. That's perfect for you, Mike, and we're gonna share some of the ways. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because I think I seen the first one in the last one a little bit interrelated. Um, you know, we're speaking with a lot of firms and one of the things that they do, and it takes a lot of courage to do that, is when they start moving to advisory, they really take a hard look at their current book of business. Yeah. And they probably, you know, they, they make a decision to, I'm not going to serve this type of client any longer. Um, yeah. So I do the last bullet point, and that's diversifying my skills and offering more services to my clients. And that's going to increase revenue and margin for those clients. Yeah, I'm talking to a lot of firms that are putting that strategy in place right now. And it really is the 80-20 rule, right? 80% of the revenue comes from 20% of their clients. So how can they do more for, with that client base? And maybe determine like what services they've traditionally done is no longer what they're gonna to continue to do. So I've heard some firms say they're sending out letters to current clients saying, we're not gonna be doing your returns any longer unless we bundle it into other services. If you wanna work, talk to us about the additional services we can do for you, you know, let's hop on a call now. If not, we can refer somebody else to do your return. Uh, it's a strategy. I'm not saying everybody's there yet, but I'm hearing about it more and more and more, which I think is, um, can be a scary place to be, but also an exciting place to be because there's we're seeing the potential uh, in in new you know offering new services and new revenue. All right, so let's let's dig into this more about how you can evolve to those advisory services by talking to your current clients. And it's not just your current clients, but it's also saying yes to the demand. 
say yes. Clients are calling you saying, can I outsource to you? I'm in pain, can you help me? The answer is yes. Start saying yes, don't give this business away. Do not give it to somebody else, land the bookkeeping. You build that relationship. You are talking to the clients about their transactional data. You are able to really understand their business really, really well. You have to get it into the cloud to have that data real time. So definitely move your current clients into the cloud or when you bring in new clients, say, well, you know, with us, you've got to be in the cloud, whatever the cloud tool is, if it's QBO, Zero, Intact, you've got to say, standardization for us is key. In order for us to truly service you and see your numbers, we have to have your data real time. And then once you get that data cleaned up and you start offering those real time monthly services, what firms are telling me is it's very profitable. I'm not talking about $500 a month. I'm talking, when I talk to firms about CAS, I see a range of about $2,000 to $8,000 a month. The other really great thing is you've got no AR in CAS because most of the CAS firms tell me they're paying themselves first. And so a lot of them auto pay themselves the first of the month. And so that's nice reoccurring 12 months out of the year revenue. And so you get that engine going, right? And then as you get their records clean, you start talking to them about other services like, hey, I see you've got a lot of employees that you're paying all over the place manually. Let me help you with your payroll. Right, And as you're looking at their data and you're looking at the additional services you can sell to them, start talking to them about the trends that you're seeing. You don't have to know the answer. That's the thing that I'm hearing is a lot of the talent is nervous. They're used to gathering the data and reporting on the data. They're really not used to having conversations about what they're seeing in the data. But you don't have to know the answer. You can say, hey, I see your payroll is really high right now. Let's have a conversation about that. Or, hey, I see your AP has changed this month. Let's have a conversation about that. What are you doing differently? Right? So spark the interest in the data. When you do, they're going to give you lots of insights and answers. And at that point, you can say, hey, there's so much more I think we can do together. And you can start moving that way into advisory services. A lot of firms tell me that they're nervous to talk to customers this way. They say, I've had the same tax client for the last 10 years and I've really never talked to them about their business. I've really never taken the time to talk to them about their data. I'm seeing them every year, but we're just trying to get the return done. And so my uh, thinking for you is right now, right now is selling season to your current clients. And it simply starts by talking to them about their business. And I know if you haven't traditionally talked to them this way about their business, don't be afraid to start. You can say, we're building this out. We're offering more. A lot of our clients are calling us saying they want more help. And so we're building out this new part of our practice. If it's separate, great. Train your tax partners to start asking right now, right? All the way through April 15th, start asking them about their business and saying, we've got this other team that can provide these services. You really need our help in so many different ways. But you can have a tax partner still be involved because they have that relationship. So it is selling season. Uh, and what I have for you here is gonna, I'm arming you. With if the, I could just yeah. jump in one second, maybe just kind of validate some of the talking points that you've had thus far. You know, at ADP, we have access to so much data and we have this research institute that continuously goes out to get a pulse into what's going on in the minds of a business owner. And I just wanted to share that we had done a study and it was so interesting because the business owners indicated that they are craving the attention of their accountants. 
And they think that they are so well suited to jump in, in the advisory realm to the tune of almost 70% of the time. Wow. So, you know, we always say accounting professionals, the most trusted advisor to clients and the last several years, I mean, they've earned that title tenfold, right? And it's so much more beyond than that traditional tax and accounting. And the interesting piece was when we expanded on that topic and said, hey, well, what part of advisory services, like where else do you see them leaning in and giving you more consultative advice? And the number one response, which was kind of wild, was around HR advisory services. So they were like, people is the core of my business. And just the people aspect has been the most disruptive. So how do I get a handle on my people from gaining people into the organization through retaining them? And that was the one that had the highest taker about where, which is interesting, they felt their accountant could jump in even more so and give them guidance or at least give them direction as to where they could go to learn more, make sure they were buttoned up, not just from a compliance perspective, but also more of the best practices associated around you know, how do I handle my employees that might not be in my office and they might be remote or hybrid, right? Like, what does that wage an hour look like? Um, so I thought I would just share that because we went out there, we were thinking similarly and the business owners validated, you know, off the charts that they feel their accountant is well-suited and they definitely want some additional advisory services. I believe it. I'm not surprised. I mean, it's a shocking 70%, but I believe it. And I think the pandemic changed a lot of that, right? When the PPP hit, firms moved in fast to advise their clients off of data in a whole new way, right? And they they read this whole, this whole, they figured out how to help their clients stay alive. And they looked at payroll data in a whole new way. And I think that doesn't need to end here, right? Who else does a small business owner really have to talk to about the business? Aside maybe their spouse or their brother. Like who else do they talk to about their their private data, right? And they're embarrassed sometimes if their business isn't doing well, or they're embarrassed sometimes that they don't know how to grow it. And so who do they trust? Who do they talk to? And so I agree, they are, firms are well armed to swoop in and do more. And so I've got listed for you here, a list of 10 questions to arm your tax partner with, to talk to your tax client about. I've been using this list for probably the last six or seven years with firms that I've worked with. I've gotten really good feedback. One firm told me that they had their top five instead of top 10. Print it out, framed it, put it in the conference room, this is prior to COVID, (laughs) and that the clients would come in to meet with the tax practitioner and be like, yeah, I'd like a dashboard to see my cash flow. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, well, we've got a team for you to talk to. Her. Oh gosh, yeah, I want more reporting. Or yeah, I can keep a bookkeeper. And so these are really great questions. Like, what are your business goals? What's the biggest challenge in your business? Can you not keep a bookkeeper? Do you know we have a team of people to help you? Do you want help with budgeting and forecasting? Would you like to not pay us next year to clean up your records? Did you know that we could do this work for you month after month? And then, you know, we'll keep clean records for you and have quarterly business discussions with you. Would you like to end the surprise tax balance at the end of the year? Again, we want to see you more than once a year. We really want to get involved with your business. Do you want help with bill pay, payroll, sales and use tax? How else can our team support you? We've got a whole team of people ready 
to support you. And so we're going to give you this leave behind of a list. If you like it, don't worry. We're, this is going to be in a follow-up email. But the whole goal, I think, is to start, you know, and I think it's Heather, ask them the question like you guys did, like ADP did, right? Like what's the number one thing you'd love to see from us in the coming years or next year? Uh, so pulling question number two, tell me what your biggest frustration is. And I'm sure you have several, but these are the top three that I'm interested to learn more about. Are your tax partners sending small clients that aren't really a right fit for CAS, but you can't say no? And I've got a lot of stories around that. Um, the second one is you don't have the capacity to take on new clients, especially the high transaction volume clients. So you'd love to say yes to this business, but you just don't have capacity to take on more payroll, to take on more bill pay, to take on sales and use tax, to take on. Um, and then the third one is your bookkeepers get pulled in to do the tax work during tax season, and it really dis disrupts your monthly reoccurring cash revenue. And while we're waiting for that poll, I was at a conference and there was a cast lead that said she is starting to say no. She is starting to say no to the tax partner. She had one tax partner come to her recently that said, hey, I just landed this really big tax client. I'm so excited. And I told them you clean up their books for free. And she was like, I don't do free work. I don't do that. That's not what I do, but what I will do is I will get their books cleaned at a cost and I will do their monthly reoccurring work and I'll keep really clean records so they understand their numbers and we'll have business discussions with them about their numbers. And because I'll keep such good clean books, you can do the tax return for free. So closing the poll in five, four, three, two, one. All right, Della, what'd they say? So 45% said you don't have capacity to take on new clients. And then close behind 29%, your bookkeepers get pulled into tax season work. And then the runner-up tax partners send clients that aren't the right fit with CAS. Okay. Well, so capacity is, we're all talking about that, right, Mike and Heather? We're hearing it left and right from firms that they just, there's not enough people to get the work done. And that's where I really believe automation can step in. Automation is the game changer. How do you automate this work to free up your talent? How do you integrate through open APIs and get all of the data seamlessly running between the three of us to free up your talent? And when you free up the talent, there's a couple of things that I hear from firms that are using BotKeeper. Some of them want to just free up their, their talent's brains to have the mental capacity to have business discussions with the clients. Um, others are saying that they're drowning the work. They just want their people to be able to go home at a good time at the end of the day because talent is burnout. The bookkeepers are burnout and they're quitting. And so they want to free up their people really to just be able to get home at the end of the day to have dinner with their kids. Or other firms say we want to automate so that we can free up our people so that we can say yes to the demand. So we can say yes to all the customer demands and take on new business. And so I can't emphasize this enough. I think I've said it several times that the cloud is the key because when you get, I mean, QBO has bank feeds. Who doesn't want bank feeds? What the goal is to reduce the manual data at entry. Also eliminate 
the duplicate data entry. Also, eliminate the errors. If you can get all the technology integrated and talking to each other, that is where your efficiency begins. And traditionally, firms have grown. When they take on more clients, they hire more people. But now firms are telling me their technology bill is going up because they want to automate more and they're finding technology to create efficiencies and time savings. And they're okay with their technology bill going up because it's less expensive than turnover. It's less expensive than giving people health benefits and 401k. And so when you look, if you remember that, that you know, upward advisory arrow that I was showing you, the 1.0 is where you can automate the most. And this is what I'm hearing from firms the most. That's where they're starting with the tech stack. That is the payroll, the bill pay, the expense management, um, vertical add-ons, right? That's getting that accounting automated. That first 1.0 piece is where the tech stack is. And then once you get that really automated and seamless and integrated for all of your clients, now you can start offering more services like sales and use tax, which is actually the second fastest revenue source for firms that's quite profitable. And then that's where you're moving into that 2.0 where you can start looking at budgeting and forecasting. And that's where technology like Giraffe fits in. Uh, and Mike's going to share some of that with you. And so what also is a part of the tech stack is Botkeeper. And we're, we're really the place firms are coming to saying, I need help with capacity. I want to take on more business. Can you free up our talent? The answer is yes. Because with Botkeeper, what you get is not only our AI technology, but you also get our talent. And this is at a time when firms are starting to look at offshoring. Because again, there's more businesses than bookkeepers. And they have so much business, they can't get the books done by the 15th of the month. And so what you get with us is that talent. You don't have to hire that talent. You don't have to you know, hire them in India. You get tech and talent with Botkeeper. And our talent is trained to work with the machines. And so our AI, our machines can see the trends in the data that the human eye can't sleep or can't see. Plus our machines don't sleep at night. So we're constantly in the books doing the coding of the transaction, which is the time consuming manual work that you wanna automate. And that's the, where we fit. And so if you look at all the services that a firm provides to a customer, what we help with is what we call the pre-accounting. And so if you see, that's the least complex, most time-consuming manual work that we automate. We data retrieve, we help get the data, right? We categorize the data. We help with statement retrievals. We can pull the bank statements from the bank and get our machines in there so that we can help with the reconciliation. So with us, the books can be closed by the 15th of the month. I can't even tell you how many uh, firms that I talk to during tax season. And I say, did you, you know, have you gotten your client's books closed at the 15th of the month? They're like, ah, oh, we're two months behind. Well, with us, we automate that. And so as you move up to more complexities like payroll, we don't do payroll. We help with some of the payroll. So firms that are using ADP and Botkeeper are able to pull that payroll journal off of Accountants Connect and upload that into Botkeeper so that we can help do that reconciliation. Uh, and so as, again, you move up to more complex, that's where the firm humans can spend their time because Botkeeper is freeing them up from the pre-accounting so that firm humans can spend more time doing the accounting, the more complex work, as well as the CFO controllership-like services, which again, you can charge more for. And so as you're thinking about your tech stack, think about where Botkeeper fits, and then think about pulling in the different technology that, that we're gonna walk you through today, like ADP and Giraffe. 
Uh, and because, and like I mentioned, everything starts with a transaction. So no matter what services you're providing, you've got to get the foundation really, really accurate. And that's what Botkeeper does, freeing up your firm humans to review. And so instead of gathering the data and reporting on the data, your people are reviewing the data and then you're having business discussions with the businesses about the data. So why automate? This is from actually a firm of ours that's using Blackkeeper. They have a person at the firm, I think they have 20 offices, and he goes around to all the offices and his job is to tell the bookkeepers and tell the talent, we want you spending less time typing transactions. That's not where your value is. We want you spending less time reconciling accounts. We want you spending less time gathering information, printing reports, any of your day-to-day -day tasks, anything mundane, anything repetitive. That is not a value. Where we want our humans spending their time is meeting with the client, improving the client's processes, improving our processes. And we're gonna free you up so that you can learn. You can go through some of the training that Giraffe has for you. So you can upskill your staff and you can focus on business development. And really what we want you doing is problem solving for your clients, because that's where the value is. And that's what our clients are asking for. And so a third polling question is, what's keeping you guys up at night? Is it the big changes that are taking place in the industry that we outlined? Is it the impact of technology? Is that overwhelming to you, that tech stack? Or is it you can't shift fast enough to advisory services? You don't know how to upscale your people into the advisory services. That's so profitable. Heather, Dineen, where do you think this one's gonna come in at? <laughs> um. Oh gosh, I don't know. What do you think? Well, we we, we should have had the kids on there, um, I, I'm one of them, um, but um, that would have probably got the highest one. Uh, I think um, it'll be interesting, but um, I think number one, I think will you know is I think some of the things that are happening right now is that there are big changes taking place. It's hard to keep up with all of the constant changes, and everyone's trying to you know. Um, really kind of filter through a, a lot of the noise to see what's best for their firm yeah yeah well and i think well actually i'll have a comment on that but della do you want to close the yes. poll and closing in five four three two one so responses came in 43 percent said the biggest changes taking place in the industry <laughs> come up at night and then 34% the impact of technology and 23% shifting to advisory services. Yeah. And Mike, you know, the trends that I think we're all talking about, at least, you know, ones that are working with the profession is private equity, right? And how private equity now is swooped in and it's really interested in the accounting space. Um, I think it started with Eisner Ampner, uh, then we saw Citrin Cooperman get, and now uh, Cherry Beckard. And so what these now really large private equity based, uh, based firms are doing is they're just gobbling up all these little firms. They're acquiring them like crazy. Uh, and so I, I know people at all three and I've talked to them and I'm saying like, what's the model? Uh, and what private, what private equity is very interested in and what firm, the shift that firms are doing um, is what they're doing is they wanna buy the customer. 
they're buying the customer. When they acquire a little firm, they want to acquire the customer and they want to sell them a whole bunch of different services. Yeah. They don't want to sell the tax, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're obviously seeing that. And I think, um, you know, as we think through or the firms think through on the call, um, as you kind of think about the shift to advisory, um, you know, just think about your own firm in, in that regard, what we were just talking about, you know, where do you want to be in the, in the future? You know, where do you want to be in the next five years? We start making that shift to the advisory, start getting that higher level revenue and higher level margin. You're charging month over month in terms of your services. It's going to make the difference between a 1x multiple in your business or a 3 to 5x multiple um, if these private equity backed accounting firms come in and want to purchase you. So it's really up to you to think about the business, but I think about it through an enterprise value perspective. At some point, you're going to want to turn this over to to the kids or sell it um, and 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 move on with it, with your retirement, right? Right. Like, what are you building? What are you building, right? Are you building something to be sold? You've got to shift then what you're building to be attractive to be sold. Or how are you going to compete? How can you compete with these firms that are selling all these services, controllership services, CFO services, consulting services, technology services, HR advisory services, cryptocurrency advisory services, digitization. I mean, there's so much that they're now providing to their current customer base. And how can you compete? So technology is the answer. And I know ADP and Giraffe, you both have a lot of good ways to help firms evolve and thrive. And Heather, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, so at first, as we look at the image on the, the next screen, you need to decide how you want payroll to fit into your practice. And uh, Zanine, I'm not sure if you're the one driving or, or Della, but somebody said, there you go. Um, you know, there are some firms out there that say, hey, this is not in my wheelhouse. There are companies out there like an ADP or one of our competitors that, that do it better. And when you have that trust in that partner, like you have the ability to recommend, but you still need the payroll data, right? So even if you recommend, there's still that element of automation with the bookkeeping aspect. If you're the one that handles the, the GL or even looking at the data to fuel those advisory conversations, which I'm gonna share with everyone, what some of those opportunities might look like. Um, and on occasion in our program, if we have firms that have a, a nice strategic relationship with ADP, we share revenue back with them. Um, there's no rhyme or reason, and I wish I could say, hey, there's a growing number of referrals, but equally as important, we're seeing firms that are jumping into offering payroll. So they're saying, hey, the complexity out there is tremendous. My clients are coming to me and asking me for guidance. With the tech stack that's out there, is it in my best interest to maybe offer payroll as part of my services? So we have, in essence, like a wholesale engine where accounting firms run the payroll behind the scenes. We're really doing the hard part and the heavy lifting and the liability piece. But to the client, they have that intimate interaction with the firm. You know, and then the last bucket is we've always had a strategy around acquisition. But primarily years ago, it was around succession planning. A firm was getting ready to retire. There was an element of two firms coming together. The one firm did payroll, the other one didn't. And we would swoop in and purchase that payroll business. But now, even though there still is some of that going on, it's a lot more of 
younger aggressive accountants that said, hey, I opened my doors and I thought it was a good idea to do payroll. And then I just got crushed the last couple of years, whether it was PPP, things around employee retention credits, and the overall backlog with the IRS. So the amount of tracers that are coming to business owners, they get scared, right? They get a letter from the IRS and that letter seems like unbelievably overwhelming. And then instantly, who do they go to? They pick up the phone, they call the accountant and the accountants are like, you know what? I'm not so sure. So, you know, you're in the driver's seat though. Like if you're an accountant, you have the flexibility to choose how it is that you want this to shape your practice. And I think the nice thing about what we try to do is we try to put the accountant and the bookkeeper, the CPA in the driver's seat to say, hey, you have the options. Let's figure out what's in your best interest and what's in the best interest of your clients, right? So once you make that decision, for us, all roads lead to our Accountant Connect. And this is where we have 60,000 accounting professionals that are in the experience today. And the foundation of it is, how do I, in an authorized way, gain access to my client's data? And then there's some additional tools and resources that hopefully we knock their socks off along the way. And the experience is complimentary. So we both know Don Brolin, who, uh, who's been a really nice partner to us. But, you know, I was with her in Chicago last week. And when it comes to HR and payroll, like Accountant Connect is really her hub for that experience, right? So let's kind of jump in. I just want to give you a little bit of a feel. Um, if you're not using it today, or if you are, some of the things that you might not necessarily be tapping into. So if you're going to run the payroll, you could digitally onboard the client into the experience and then you're off and running. You have all the reporting capabilities. So if you're just saying, hey, I recommend ADP, but I need to jump in and I need to gain access to the reporting, as long as the client says it's okay, real time, everything would be there in your dashboard. Um, there's other things though, like leveraging some of the payroll and the tax calculators and the overall practice management tools. And then from that connection piece, the ability to interface and map into the general ledger. So here's just images to kind of make it come alive. When you go into the Account and Connect experience, you can invite the client into the dashboard and then you get to pick, do I want their payroll records? Am I going into the general ledger? Do I want to run their payroll? And if that's the case, you know, I could jump in and then go into our run reimagined on the small business side. And as we look at the next image, that's where I go in and I say, okay, like, let me get a handle on this. Let me look at my client, maybe make sure that their payroll um, is run accurately. When we look at the next slide, you'll see that you have that real time view to say, okay, what are my tasks at hand? Are they salary? Are they hourly? Like that's kind of a given. That's not the most glamorous part of the job. We even have it set up that if the client wants to input the payroll, they can do so and then send it over to the firm and the firm just would simply go in and approve. And I think, Denine, that's really showcasing that element of like, how do we take some of that administrative work and burden off, mm -hmm. you know, off the accountant's plate, but still have um, the authority to go in and make sure that it's done right. So um, following suit though, it's, it's kind of cool to be able to preview to make sure that everything was done accurate and that there wasn't something a, a little off kilter there. Um, but then I go in and I say, okay, it's submitted and then ADP takes over. They do the messing, the filing, depositing, all that kind of fun stuff. And then ultimately, once it's run, they could go in and say, okay, let me kind of map that to the chart of the accounts. I'm gonna pick the accounting software um, that the client is utilizing. I'm gonna pull that information in 
And now that completes the transaction on the front end with the payroll. But where it gets more glamorous, and in that polling question, like if I could say, if I had a magic wand and I could say, hey, here's my ideal state, I don't ever want to poll where someone says, what keeps me up at night is the advisory services, because I love for that to be more of such a positive energy and vibe. So in Account Connect, there's like these three really cool area under the analysis tools. And one gives you the view of the clients that we share. And if there are changes happening that are meaningful, that would spark you to have that advisory compensation. So I could see as an example, our, as, you know, my client Bright Minds Innovation just added seven people. Or on the flip side, did they terminate someone? If they're terminating people, maybe it's about compensation. So I could jump into the compensation benchmarking tool and say, okay, let me pick my geographic area. If it's a restaurant, I'm gonna drill down to the cook and I'm gonna see what that benchmark looks like to make sure that that compensation is on point. Same thing on the benefit side, there's data and analytics that showcase um, what those jobs look like in industries and what that analysis looks like from a compensation perspective. So we see so many firms that are using this data they're pulling it up real time in the conversation with the client, especially as they're planning for year end and gearing up for tax season. And then they're blending that also with some of the industry intelligence. We actually have vertical IQ as part of the experience as well. Very cool. So I encourage everyone in today's session, you know, it's adp.com slash accountant. It's free, right? Connect with your clients that we share. We're going to do over 60 million W-2s wow. in January. So with that great resignation, right, you had all these people that were willingly leaving jobs. They're getting paid by multiple employers. That means multiple W-2s at the end of the year. There's a strong likelihood that we share some clients, and we want to make it as user-friendly as possible um, for the firms to be able to interact and get what they need. So the last thing, Mike, I'm gonna turn it over to you, but I have a little bit of a party favor, if that's okay. Um, this time of year, that tax guide from CCH becomes like the go-to resource for accountants. And what we do is we actually put the robust offering of $8,000 embedded into our Accountant Connect experience complimentary. So if any of the attendees wanna go ahead and order the actual either hard copy the week of Thanksgiving, they probably come to the ADP offices and our associates hand deliver them to the firms. Or if you prefer, just in the spirit of this session around technology, you can go into Account Connect. We usually hit the switch with CCH around the start of the new year. You can grab the guide online, the state law library, but just let us know if you want it. So the URL's on the bottom there, the adp.com slash mtg2023. Let us know if uh, you wanna be on the receiving end of that and we'll make sure that around you know, Thanksgiving into the holidays, you'll get both the physical and the online guide. So uh, I think we're turning it over to Mike. Mike, let's go, right. bring it on, bud. You're, you're like the strongest one here with the clothes. All right, Heather, thanks. Um, so I wanted to dig into and answer six key questions this afternoon for the audience on how activating accounting intelligence through automation drives higher level FP&A advisory services. So the six questions that we're gonna explore here, question number one is gonna be, how transactional excellence allows for accuracy to meet client needs around FP&A advisory? The second question is gonna be, well, what is FP&A? I think there's still a lot of questions out there on 
the definition, and more importantly, how clients view it and the deliverables um, around this. Um, the next question I'm going to dive into after that is why firms should adopt modern purpose-built FP&A software versus Excel? Because everybody's kind of used to Excel, right? And then ultimately, how automation drives your FP&A product and service strategy. And then the last two questions on, is really around how automation solves the pace of decision-making for your clients. And then lastly, how forward-looking analysis deepens the client relationship. So those are the six questions we're gonna dig into. Thanks for the tra uh, transition on that, Deneen. So that was perfect timing. So, so the first question here, how transactional excellence allows for accuracy to meet clients' FP&A advisory needs. So once you gain access to your clients' transactional data, it opens up a whole new world of the most highly sought after, highest margin services and gas. And that's budgeting, forecasting, and planning. So Botkeeper and ADMP, we already talked about this. They really improve the speed and accuracy of the transactional data which can be integrated directly into a purpose-built FP&A solution like Giraffe, right? 80 bot keepers doing the bookkeeping within QBO, ADPs doing the payroll and the workforce data. Giraffe is integrating with the GL. It's integrating with the payroll system. It's integrating with non-financial data, bringing that all together and organizing that for better insights. So what this does, it speeds up and automates both the historical, everything on the left-hand side of this slide, and the forward-looking controller and CFO services. And that's everything on the right-hand side. And that gets to interesting data around cash forecasting, variance analysis, and many other services clients are now requiring. So let's spend a little bit of time kind of digging into the definition of FP&A. So most business owners, Kind of view the health of their business every month by looking at their balance sheet out of QuickBooks and seeing how much cash they have in their bank account. And we all know on this call that's not the way to run a successful business. So as advisors, we want to shift that mindset and start using the historical data of what is happening in the business to predict to the best of our ability the future of the business or what's going to happen. So that could be the next month, the next quarter, or the next year. So this is really kind of the core of financial planning and analysis, or FP&A. As you can see on the left-hand side here, it's a set of four activities. It's around planning and modeling, forecasting and budgeting, integrated financial planning, and ultimately management reporting that supports the organization's financial health. So changing the way you ask your business owner questions from the historical to the future dramatically changes the advisory conversation. And that list that Deneen showed just a little bit earlier is an excellent list to start driving that advisory conversation. You're going from, from how much money did we make last month to the more forward question, how can we make more money in the future? You're going from what were my expenses last month? That was the historical, or what does our cash forecast look like in the next six months? And getting to that answer 
to these types of questions really help accelerate set of advisory services that you see on the right side of this slide that your clients will start asking for if you start asking those questions and some of the questions that Deneen showed earlier in the webinar. So you've made now the decision to do FP&A. So why firms should adopt a more purpose-built FP&A software versus Excel? So you've made the leap and you turn to the old familiar Excel to deliver your FP&A services. And if you do that, you're gonna have a major quality and scale problem. That's why automation is key using kind of modern FP&A tech tools. So every month, just imagine in Excel, you have to bring and import all the actuals from the accounting system, from the workforce system, all the operational data. It takes hours every month to do that for each client. And more importantly, your multi-tab Excel workbook with countless formulas will break. I guarantee it, they'll break. And the, it will produce like significant errors. It will produce data integrity and ultimately it will become unreliable. And then the biggest challenge coming out of Excel as well is just automating the dashboards and the reporting. It's really difficult to do. You can't get to the three-way. You can't get to insights and KPIs using Excel. But the last thing is, is that you really max out on the number of clients that you can manage. Your ratios um, are gonna be about five or six to one. That's all you can do with Excel. So by thinking through this, through automation and an FP&A modern tool, you could automate the historicals, increase the speed, significantly improve your staff client ratios, and more importantly, accelerate revenue and increase margins. All right, so this is how we think about the question of automating through automation to drive standardization. And this is how I think about productizing your FP&A services through automation. Because the first step that you want to do is just automate all of that historical financial data. So within minutes, by using a modern tool, you can have the income statement, the balance sheet, the cash flow, and historical KPIs produced and delivered out to your clients. So you're able to scale that and you can move on to step two, which is really the first step in the FP&A, and that's creating what I call trended budgets or trended forecasts. And you can do this all through automation. You create a standard reference account or template, and you can clone that across multiple clients. And then all of a sudden, you can clone that out to a majority of your clients and it creates automation of your services. So now you're just working on the advisory conversation each and every month. Then really the last piece, and this takes automation as well, but you get, you're getting into more custom budgeting, custom forecasting. Yes, automation still works there, but you're really kind of digging into what I call XP&A. You're working on workforce data, you're working on more revenue builds, and it takes a little bit more time to do those types of services. So the next slide. So once you're able to do all that, it really kind of just changes the growth trajectory of your firm. You're able to increase from revenue, increase revenue per client. Typically, I see anywhere between a two and five X increase from your traditional bookkeeping and accounting services. You're able to increase your revenue per staff. And going back to my point earlier, 
you can increase the enterprise value of your firm from 1x to 3 to 5x. So we go to the next slide, Denise. So the last one, how so one the, uh, question number five, excuse me, how automation solves the pace of decision making for your clients. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to meet the demands of your clients, ever changing business needs through automation, you know, the, the pace of their business, the pace of their decision making is constant. It's daily, it's weekly, it's monthly. So through automation, you can meet the clients where they're at through their changing business needs. So you can empower them to make quicker and more informed decisions, and more importantly, position them better to reach their long range goals. And then lastly, um, the question of why forward-looking analysis deepens the client relationship. Um, it's really around, you know, the information that you're providing for their future. You know, you get to know their business at an intimate level. And the benefits are a happy client. The benefits are a higher revenue client, a higher margin client for your firm. But more importantly, you're increasing your long-term value of that client because you're going to have them on board for multiple years. So that's how I think about kind of bringing together accounting automation, payroll automation to drive FP&A advisory services. And if you want to learn more, just go to giraffe.com and we'll be happy to talk to you more about that. Thank you, Mike. We have one last question and then I have slides with each one of our contact information so we can um, get that to everybody. So the last polling question is, are you interested in exploring new bookkeeping, payroll, or FP&A options? If it's one, yes, right away. Two, yes, but I'm not even sure where I wanna start. Three, maybe I'm open, I'm considering my options. Or four, no, I'm good right now. Um, my existing solution is perfect. Was there any questions, Stella? Currently, there are no questions, but if you have some, please go ahead and put them into the question or the chat box and we will respond. Yep, we've got three minutes. If anybody has a question for all of us or one of us, please type it in. Closing in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so if you have any questions for me, if there's anything I said that you disagreed with and you didn't want to chat here, reach out to me. Here's my email address, Um, If you was, were interested to learn more about all the neat things that ADP is doing, I mean, Heather, you and I have talked about some of this, but it's just, there's so much data that you have that ADP sits on. And again, I just, that's how my, my, my brain thinks about all the power of what that unlocks for what you can bring to firms. Uh, and so if people, is this adp.com at accountant? Is that where you want them to reach out? Yeah, and you know what? I'll throw in the chat my um, email address and my cell phone number as well, <clears throat> just to make sure they have that. I'll, uh, I'll do that right now. Okay, great. And then if for Mike, Giraffe, if you're interested, you can contact Giraffe here. Um, Mike, do you wanna share about the partner program? Yeah, so if you just click on, if you go to draft.com and click on join the partner program, um, our sales advisors will be able to kind of walk you through how we think about the FP&A cash journey for your firm, but also all the benefits that you get within our partner program. And 
you know, one of the great things about what we're doing on the draft side is that we're just a lot more than just software. We have a whole team and people strategy right behind this software that includes CFOs and controllers and accountants to help you on your journey. The other thing, Mike, that I you didn't share here, she's a lot of training. Um, yeah, that's all part of the partner program. Yeah, right? there's a um, lot of training. And that's the thing I hear a lot from firms is where do I go to upscale my people? You know, like they want to be talking to customers this way. They're interested in FP&A. And yeah. so you have so much really good. I don't, I don't think it's certification, but really good training. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, we do CPE certification okay. on core curriculum, which includes intro to draft reports and dashboards, basic and advanced forecasting. And then um, we also do a whole go-to-market module around product pricing, go-to-market strategies, sales strategies as well. Great. All right. Well, that has us at time. So thank you so much. Thank you, Heather and Mike. I enjoyed presenting with you today. I think we should do more of these. Um, thank you so much for your time. And thanks, everybody, for also participating today. Thanks, Deneen. Look forward to seeing everybody at upcoming conferences. Take yeah. care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Accounting Intelligence Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please go to apple.com slash podcast and leave a five-star review to help us get the word out. This podcast is sponsored by Botkeeper. To learn more about how Botkeeper is helping accounting firms automate their bookkeeping services, head over to botkeeper.com. Catch you in the next episode.